I'm hitting, the, I'm hitting the record thing. I'm hitting the record thing. We're waiting with the zeros and the ones. need to uh redo the end the ending scene from revenge of the nerds would be awesome in here <laughs> where we have the little robot thing um yeah. welcome to bid nerds everybody uh this is the bid nerd show my name is john polnick uh, along with my host michael deeb this is your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction websites we used to just list them i used to say this is your daily nerd out on the most inter- yeah. interesting cars of the day on rad for sale or or P car market or cars and bids or bring a trailer, but now there's just too many. I can't do it. It would take it yeah. takes up the whole darn show. So right. we just picked the most interesting cars of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auto or auction websites. I got to figure out a better way to say that. Yeah. Um, aren't you glad you joined us while we try to figure out what the hell we're doing? Clearly, we, we don't. The show yeah, we're time. like I don't know, whatever. So, um, today, today it's cars and bids. And, and JP, in the six months we've been doing the show, I would say that it's fair to say that we've never had a show where the majority of the cars were on cars and bids and today doug demiro is the mm, lucky winner because mm. three of our cars are on cars and bids and i don't think we've ever done that yeah that's kind of a big thing uh he's getting a few cars on there they seem to be making a little bit more splash on some of the other socials we're seeing on instagram and some other right. places uh kind of promoting their page their their site seems to be floundering in my opinion um but uh, we shall see if they're going to make a late-stage comeback. I mean, there's a lot more competition yeah, uh, lot in more. the space than there was when they first started. And they already have the biggest competitor there is, bring a trailer sitting For right sure. over the top of them. Um, Who, who's now running seven days a week. They're running yeah. auctions every day, which is just crazy. Yeah, and bring a trailer sells more cars in one day than all of the other auction sites combined, oh other than right. maybe eBay, but we don't really count them because yeah. eBay, people ask me all the time, how come we don't talk about eBay? Because eBay isn't an automotive enthusiast auction site. Right. eBay is just an auction page. There's no interaction. All the all the pages that we deal with, the, the rad for sale and the BATs and all that, they have, they have communities kind of growing around them because there's an interaction there's comments you don't get that on ebay and ebay is just garbage ebay don't ever buy a car on ebay guys ebay like you know how do i say they they went backwards i mean they were interesting when they first came out and then they just became a marketing page all these dealerships were lining up cars to chuck them on ebay for marketing Mm -hmm. purposes but most of the transactions you know by and large were happening offline not actually on ebay's platform yeah. uh, which is just really weird and i don't know where they're going with that but that that whole thing needs an overhaul if they're going to survive the next 20 years that's an, that's an interesting it's an interesting uh subject we we've never really broached that i mean i don't know if we've ever even talked about ebay I, people ask never. me all the time um uh, but here fine. it is on the show you know ebay as a place to buy and sell a car do you no. think michael deeb that if ebay came out and and made a shift and they made an announcement said hey we want to be the place where you can buy and sell your automotive and your your enthusiast car um right. and they 
added all the functionality that like BAT has. Do you think they would stand a chance or do you think it would just be too diluted they, with all the Hyundais and stuff? I, I think they would, but again, it's, just, it's the same argument you and I have been having that this, this idea that somebody has to govern it and turn yeah. cars that don't qualify or don't meet the criteria, <clears throat> the perceived criteria away. And that is a hard thing to do when you're a big conglomerate that answers to either shareholders or a board of directors. Uh, it, they want you to just bring them in, bring them in. If he's yeah. got money in his hand and he wants to spend it with us, let's let's have him in the door. And that's I would say that's conventional wisdom if you're in business. But if you're trying to you know recreate the space or, or yeah. compete and stay viable or or relevant, then you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to man up. And they yeah. need an overhaul. Uh, I I looked at a car the other day that was on there. Um, mm -hmm. I had seen it late at night the other night. So I saved it. And I was going to call the guy in the morning. And in the morning, the car had been taken down. So mm. I reached out to him on the on the old listing on eBay. And I said, hey, did you sell your car? Because it looked like you took it down prior to the auction ending. And I was very interested in it. He said, I made an agreement with a guy to sell it to him. And I said, well, if your deal fall through, call me back. So two days later, the guy calls me back and he says, hey, this guy doesn't seem to have all the money. Like he said he wanted Shocking. to buy a car, but he can't get the money together. Yeah. Uh, and I said, OK, well, I'm interested. So then we exchanged phone numbers through eBay's platform, which you're not supposed to be able to do. And then the guy called me and we talked about this car. And, you know, and it's just incredible that like ebay is producing this marketing content they they claim to be an auction site but all they're doing is connecting people and people are making deals offline even when like the deal goes sideways he's still making a deal from advertising the car on ebay i mean it's just it's just bananas like right and then ebay is not getting any money out of it no so it seems like a complete waste of their time it's like all absolute right absolute joke it's an absolute joke that i gave this guy my phone number mm. on a car that was sold offline in the first place yeah you know and I mean? like it was just silly <laughs> ebay has the ability i think if ebay did like hire a team and said okay we're gonna make this silo over here for enthusiast cars you, you right. know you could still buy you know all the hyundais and Sonatas and all that kind of stuff over on this other bucket uh, in the same way you always have. But for special enthusiast buyers that want really cool right. cars, we've got this little page over here. And eBay's massive. They'd be able to get massive. that word out. Like, in I mean, instant. Yeah. they could crush the rest of these uh, auction sites if they if they had the wherewithal, if they even right. noticed. It's just, I feel like right. they look at something like BAT as a little gnat flying around just, their head. Just as an example, then we'll get off the eBay thing. Yeah. But just as an example... Um, you know, the, the sneaker heads, JP, that you see at all the mm, skate shops, when yeah. a new sneaker drops, these guys line up around the block to get the new sneaker because this is a very highly collectible market. Uh, basketball shoes alone are like, uh, you know, $5 billion thing annually. Mm -hmm. And Air Jordans own 55% of the market or something like wow. that. Somebody will correct me. Maybe it's yeah. just a billion, but even, yeah. even Our still. Our friend Sahan will hop on. Persian Pillow Yeah, thank you, Sahan. Correct me. Uh, I, I might embellish this a little bit, but just for the effect. So eBay sells shoes, right? You can take a pair of shoes and put them on eBay. But what eBay is advertising now, there are literally television ads running, is that they are trying to create a separate part of their their auction platform that is just for sneakerheads wow. that are that are void of listing fees. In other words, you don't have to list your sneakers, but eBay wants to try to control the commerce for the sneakerheads in the secondary market, which would be wow. massive if they succeed. And, and you have literally organically suggested they do the exact same thing with enthusiast cars 
on their tired ass auction platform that is just barely a marketing department, if anything at all. So wow. I agree with you. I think if they were to concentrate their efforts, they could absolutely humiliate a lot of these existing auction platforms overnight. But yeah. they have to do it and they have to do it right. And they have to notice. They have to care. I mean, yeah. you got to wonder. I mean, you know, $5 billion in sneakers is a lot more than probably is what's selling on all these auction sites combined. I mean, how many, yeah. how much money? I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, uh, a handful of millions collectively yeah. on all these sites. So that's right. nothing compared to the sneakers. So very interesting. But yeah, it'd be cool if uh, eBay got in the game, if they got in the game correctly. Uh, if they right. don't get in the, if they're not going to do it right, just stay out, guys. Just don't yeah. bother. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so here it is. We're nerding out. This is what we do. We nerd out about the most interesting cars of the day and all these auction sites the enthusiast ones um and we kind of go on other uh, little tangents there sometimes too it's always auction related uh one thing we do uh when we nerd out on these cars we don't just kind of nerd out and talk about the cars and the features and the horsepower and all the boring information that you could get pretty much anywhere uh we talk about why these cars are interesting uh, right. which is usually a lot more than their specs uh and on top of that we make predictions as to what we think these cars will sell for when the hammer hits the sound block at the end of the auction uh and uh, at the beginning of every show we always go back and check ourselves we look at our predictions from the previous day and see if we were right or wrong and usually we're wrong uh and as it turns out you shouldn't listen to our advice uh but let us know what you think and before we get to yesterday's cars make sure you subscribe and like and hit all the notification buttons and all that fun stuff uh let's get to yesterday's cars michael Lee. what do we got yesterday okay so uh not only should you not listen to us about uh, our picks but you might not even <laughs> listen to us about which cars are closing um our uh, first car i want to mention is the car the 1993 acura legend Huh. on rad for sale um i completely misread this one and while we covered the car yesterday uh i said thirty five hundred dollars you said thirty nine hundred dollars that car closes today so tomorrow we will find out if we were right about our prediction. the future the is now whoops it's just a glitch in the matrix uh but i will say this um yesterday the car was at two thousand dollars on two bids they have gotten two more bids overnight the car sits with 30 minutes to go, we might even be able to click. Uh, we might even be able to watch this auction. And mm. 30, 26 minutes to go, the car is now sitting at $2,500 on four bids. So, mm. uh, apologies for misreading the closing time on that car. Uh, moving it's along, a pretty beat up car. <laughs> it's, it wasn't it's a great car. It really up, wasn't yeah. worth our time. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, we looked at that 2000 Ford Mustang and that candy apple red. It had like 37,000 original miles. Um, these cars sold a ton. I remember the Camaro phased out around the time that these cars were selling like hotcakes. So by and large, these were a decent value for like twenty to twenty-four thousand uh, dollars, and good driving cars with a V8, a manual, and rear-wheel drive. But they do have a live rear axle. They're put together by like you know, it's got the integrity of like a bag of potato chips. Um, it was interesting to see this car as a preservation model uh, with like less than 40,000 original miles and basically no modifications. Uh, so I said 11,000. You took the under and said 10.5. This car sold JP for $9,125, which really is all the money for a, just a crappy old Mustang from the evolution of the Fox body. Uh, that was a win for you. Hard to uh, find I mean, something as fun for the money. I mean, for, for not grand, my yeah. jam, but I mean, this thing you're doing donuts for days has power. Uh, you know, you could make it handle if you put some money into it. But just yeah, I mean, what do you get for what do you get for ten grand? That's this much fun, this much power. Well, know. we'll look at an eighty-three nine forty-four today. We could juxtapose those two lots uh, in a few minutes. Uh, we moving on. To, we jumped over to bring a trailer, and uh, we looked at three consecutive cars on PAT. The first was the two thousand four. 
Porsche 996 GT3 in black. Now, this seemed to be an original owner car, but the original owner absolutely dedicated this car to a, a life of track time. And while the car only had, I don't know, 18 or 28,000 miles, not a lot of miles, it's safe to say by looking at it and listening to the video that, that almost all of those miles were either on its way to the track or on the track itself. Hmm. Um, uh, racing seats, you said they had the uh, Sparco Roadsters? Uh, the Recaro Sportsters. Recaro Sportsters, yeah. So I got my R and my S mixed up. <laughs> Recaro Sportsters. And uh, and it's got like a full roll cage. It's got a breakaway steering wheel. Uh, they removed the center console. It's got aftermarket wheels, aftermarket brakes, aftermarket suspension, blah, 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 blah. It even probably has a fire suppression system. This car, it's very little street car left in this thing. I'd be willing to bet he probably pulled the AC for all I know. Um I didn't think this car would go very far because it is so overly dedicated to the track. There's to me, there's not enough street car left. So I said 49,000. You said, no way. Hang on a second. A 996 GT3. That's a bright spot. It's going to bring 50 or more. And you were right. This car sold for $58,000. I will say this. I stand by my comments. This is absolutely well sold by this original owner who paid probably a hundred grand for this car and got $60,000 for it you know, JP almost 20 years later and just abused it on the track for almost two decades. And he got 60% of his original investment back. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. This car is beat to snot. And I'm telling you, if you bought this car and thought you were going to convert it back to the street, you're in for a huge surprise at how much money you're going to have to spend to make this a street car again. So uh, absolutely well sold. I don't understand the value in that. I, to me, that doesn't make any sense. It's a terrible lot. Um, uh, the 1991 Honda Prelude, JP, you and I marveled at how clean this car was. And man, we were all over this thing. You and I were both groveling over how clean and beautiful that interior was. Uh, what a great little landmark car this was for Honda and how it absolutely represented the era. And we even wondered, as well as we believed it would do on BAT, this car is so idyllic and so iconic of the Radwood movement. Could this lot possibly have brought equal or more money on the brand new Rad for Sale platform? A great question that we'll never find the answer to until one of these comes up for sale on their lot. In any case, I guess 16, you guess 17, and we got a draw because this car sold for 16,500. What do you have to say about that one? That was interesting. Yeah, that, that's uh, it's crazy that we were that spot on on that. Um, I don't know if anywhere gets more money, you know, thinking about it. This car, does, yeah. does Rad for sale really get more money than that? That's all the money for a Prelude. This era kind of, of cars is coming up. I mean, that car, this Prelude probably, I don't know, five years ago was a three to $5,000 car. So here right. it is. It's quadrupled in value almost. Um, yeah. Would you, I, would, 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 I'm going to venture this one and say, JP, guy bought it for 16.5, drives it to a Radwood for sale, a couple of cars and coffees, a couple of drives. He's putting 1,500 miles on it a year as a second or third car. Mm -hmm. In three, four years from now, is that a twenty to $24,000 car? Yeah, time will tell. I, 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 I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's moving in the right direction. In that condition, still going to have well under 100,000 miles with 2,000 miles on it a year, you know, a couple of years from now. How much more will people want that car now than they do in five years? I, I that's the thing. It's like the yeah. person that wants that car. Again, we always talk about this. The people that are buying these, there, there's two different sets of people that are buying these eighties and nineties cars. They're guys our age, yep. uh, who wanted them when we were young enough to, right. you know, when they were new, uh, but didn't have any money. And then there's the young hipsters, uh, that don't really have the money to spend that kind of, uh, cash <laughs> yeah. on a car. So they have to right. finance a, you know, a Ford focus 
or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm not disparaging them. I mean, no, we, no, no, it's we, true. It's we didn't have any money when we were young, so we couldn't buy yeah. anything cool. We had to go finance something that, that was brand new. This right. car, I don't, I mean, if you're our age and you want one, um, we can go get one, right? They're, yeah. they're not at, at 15 to $20,000. It's not that expensive, no. uh, but they're not also, they're also just not that great. As wonderful right. as that car is, you start getting into twenty thousand or dollars or more. There's so many other things that are that are more fun uh, yeah. and that are more useful than than that. That I think that it's yeah. it's and just going to be capped out. Even if you don't get a Type R, just in it. And a three-door Integra GSR with a manual is 150 horsepower. That's a way more fun engine to drive in a front-wheel drive, you know, three-door two-seat platform, basically. Mm. That would be the enthusiast choice if you were going to really drive the car. Uh, uh, but but the person that's buying car. this car is is full-blown romanticism. This car, that's, is, that's the that's thing. The, a Prelude, you're not buying as the sports car. You're buying it because it was the nice car that you wanted when you were young, and now yeah. you can find one. And they're just yeah. lovely to drive. They're not fast to drive. Um, no. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they have that much sky to go, but time will tell. We'll see. Uh, yeah. All right, what else we got? Okay, final car, JP. Uh, another GT3. This one was mm. a 2018 991.2 with a manual and racing buckets. So uh, this car has steel brakes. Um, some candy-ass stripes that caused some controversy. You know, we had somebody remarking about those uh, on the lot um, after answering to uh, Bidner and saying, I agree that, that, that this car, you should pull the stripes off it, which is something you and I went back and forth on. Um, but as interesting as the 04 brought 58,000, which I thought was a high number, it might also be equally interesting to note that when I ventured a guess of 160 and you said 165 for this car, Mm. This car sold for $155,000, and I would say that that is just as surprising for how low that money is. Now, don't get me wrong. This car stickered for $153,000, $154,000. So with 2,900 miles, it by all accounts still in very new, very untouched condition, this car is still bringing sticker. But not that long ago, these cars were trading for $165,000 to $185,000 all day long. I think the... Uh, the way that the new GT3, the 992 GT3 has dropped uh, means that 991 even.2s, which are great cars because they are available with a manual, are going to start to languish in the secondary market. And uh, now might be the time, if you've been waiting, you might be able to get the car you're looking for for under $160,000. Yeah, I'm shocked by how low this price was. I, I really think that this is an amazing value. I mean, the color, yeah, it's controversial, but there's a lot of people that love this color. Um, I'm not one of them, and I don't like I don't dislike the stripes on the hood. I actually like the black kind of breaking it up because that's yeah. just too much yellow. So the more black, the better. Um, that said, I yeah, I mean, it's a manual GT3, and this I I the new car, the new GT3, uh, the 992. I, I'm not a fan of. I don't really. Not like yeah. it it doesn't do anything yeah. for me so i'm kind of like going well these should go up in value <laughs> because it feels like that seems to be the general consensus of the new 992 people either love it or they hate it there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle of the road um right. but maybe it'll change once people actually see them on the ground because that will definitely make a difference when you see one in real life um yeah, I, I think this is a great pure car. Uh, find an aftermarket deck lid so you can get rid of that big stupid wing in the back. And, uh, and you get yourself a, a G... Because if this were a GT3T, cool. if a this touring. were a T, yeah. a Touring, yeah. w without the wing and the manual, oh, yeah. you'd be looking at a buck ninety-five, two hundred right. maybe. 
Yep. I mean, the teas are worth more than the, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. there's anyways. probably very few yellow tourings and this yeah. one would have under 3,000, 3,900 miles. That'd be, how much know, would that deck lid cost? I mean, oh, nothing, you know, right. I mean, well, I mean a few, that's a few not grand. Well, everything portions. Yeah. A couple grand, right. but that's whatever it's worth. I mean, yeah, it pencils. And, it absolutely pencils. <laughs> For sure. Does the GT3T have like a different lower diffuser underneath the back, kind of like the 911R? Uh, I, I really don't think so. It might. Yeah. I really don't think so. I thought it was just a wing delete. That's That was yeah. my understanding. So It's, maybe it's a wing delete that. with a special grill. And yeah. then, so it's not a standard. It, it might not be a standard 911 deck lid because it yeah. has a unique grill. So it might be bespoke, in which case then it'll be like six grand, but it's still pencils because you could yeah. convert. Um, the big thing with the Tourings is they only came manual. You can't get a Touring yeah. with a PDK. Yeah. So. And that's what's great about this car is it already has your manual. So you're it would to lend go. itself. Yep. Save yep. yourself 50 grand, buy this one, and buy a deck lid. Uh, yeah. Boom, you got a T. Uh, yeah. All right. So and let your, <laughs> And your wing becomes garage art. Which <laughs> there, cool. there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, well, so that was yesterday's cars. You showed up because you wanted to hear about the cars of today. What cars are going on auction right now? They're going to hit the auction block like within some of these cars within minutes, some of them within hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the cars of the day. What's the first car we want to talk about? It's going to be the 2013 Fiat 500 Abarth. One, mm. it's our star car. Two, it closes in 45 minutes. We could have get through it. We better get to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. JP, uh, this car out of Cheshire, Connecticut has 61,500 miles. Uh, it's a no reserve auction. The Fiat 500 Abarth is powered by a 1.4 liter turbocharged inline four. Uh, they run a five speed manual transmission. They've got a really cool sounding exhaust and they're front wheel drive. But what makes this car so unique is this long list of modifications. Um, starting with 160 horsepower, this guy swapped out the turbo, swapped out and added a uh, intercooler, um, and then did a full cold air, uh, cold air intake system, I assume, after the intercooler, uh, or ahead of the intercooler. I'm not sure how it works, intercooler, aftercooler, but you get the gist of it. Um, there's full uh, you know, high-flow cat and a new-speed cat-back exhaust. Um, and then it comes with a programmable tuner. So in other words, there's a program you can throw on your laptop and bring it with you and uh, and set the flash as you like it to create um, different power curves, I imagine. Uh, they also added a wave track, limited slip differential, and check out those 17-inch BBS wheels that are painted in gold. Uh, by all accounts, the guy who owned this car was somebody like you and me with a little bit too much money because he spent all that money on a Fiat, which just seems ludicrous. But... If I would say that if you had 160 horsepower, 1.4 liter Fiat Abarth, and you did just an ECU flash, uh, you'd surprisingly only get about 25, 30 horsepower. You'd be looking at maybe 185, 190 horsepower. But with all of these modifications, I'd be willing to bet that this car is actually putting to the ground almost 200 horsepower. So you're probably looking at you know probably 210, 220 horsepower with a different turbo and intercooler and, and a programmable flash. So this is a really neat driver's car. And the 61,000 miles don't really scare me because I just think this car is just going to drive and drive and drive. Um, you know, they're not amazing cars. They don't hold their value very well, but this one by all accounts, especially with the wheels and limited slip differential is probably fun to drive. So if you had to commute, here's a car that you could pick up with all the mods on it 
for under ten thousand uh, dollars. These cars were like twenty or twenty-five when they were brand new, and this guy probably spent seven thousand dollars on it or more. Uh, it's impossible. That it might be he spent ten grand on it. So to get this thing for less than ten thousand dollars for sixty thousand miles seems like it's actually a pretty good value. Although bid nerds would never recommend anybody buy a modern Fiat because it's just not that great. So with a no reserve auction at a Cheshire, Connecticut JP, yay or nay on the modified Fiat Abarth ridiculousness? <laughs> I, I've never driven a manual one. I rented a tur- one on Turo that was the stupid little uh, paddles. And it was a surprisingly fun car, even though the, the transmission was absolute trash. Uh, I was surprised to see your friend, our friend Yuri in your neck of the woods, who was, a, right. who was an amazing car collector with you know multiple (laughs) million dollar uh italian cars he drives one of these daily is that was was i picking that up uh Uh, he had kind of a beat up one with like steely wheels but it was an abarth i was like i kind of dig that that kind of makes sense in the bay area park it wherever you want let it get beat up that looks like a great plan um yeah I mean, for not a lot of money, it's a lot of performance and a lot of, you know, goofing around. Is this the better car or do you buy a GTI of the same era? Uh, maybe a little older. A Golf R. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a Golf R is going to be a, money, lot, more a lot more yeah, money. More yeah. Money. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking you're getting like a Mark VI GTI uh, instead of this car. And maybe it's not as hot hatch as this hot. Um, but... You could hide it, though. There's a ton of stuff for that There's car. There's a ton of stuff you could do with the Volkswagen, yeah. 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 And the Volkswagen is arguably arguably more reliable if there's any such thing. Yeah. In it. I mean, that's saying yeah. something considering that's how... True niggly the little car the little gtis are with all the little stuff that goes wrong with them um this car i gotta think has all kinds of gremlins <laughs> to, to give it you a hard probably time. does i i hope that at sixty thousand miles he worked most of them out but they're on a fiat it wouldn't surprise me if they just consistently recurring so yeah i i don't know man i i, I as much as i love italian cars i've not gone out and bought one of the new alphas yeah a 4c or a julia quadrifolio um i thought about the athbar for like a half a second and i was like i'm not driving that car it looks like a suppository uh, <laughs> and then i thought okay well they took the miata platform and they made a 124 abarth yeah. uh, but that car even though it's rear wheel drive um it's it, it's this same motor it doesn't have any guts jp like it is yeah. weak and gutless and that's just you know it's like all bark and no bite and i i like to drive i i want my car to go fast and, and the yeah. new car is not fast so yeah. it might handle pretty good but it doesn't go fast so well, it's sitting at somewhere around seven thousand bucks right now with sixty seven thousand yep. miles it seems like that's what it's worth i mean are is someone is he is this guy really gonna get the money back for all the mods mod you never get the money back for mods. never never Never. So where's it going to no. land? All right, JP, $7,300, 27 bids, 40 minutes to go, out of Connecticut, a modified Fiat Abarth. I mean, mm. is there a scarier proposition for you to put your money? I don't think so. Um, I wrote $10,000 last night uh, because it was on 27 bids, but it's still on 27 bids, so I'm going to change mine to $9,000. I think he gets a little more money, uh, but he's not going to break ten grand. Yeah, I mean, look, it's funny. We talked about that weird-looking consumer car last week at the end of the week that that was built on a Festiva, the daft Festiva car. Um, (laughs) You know, that car, boy, it would have been cool if they put the uh, consumer car on this platform. Then that that could have been kind of fun. Um, Yeah. But they, they did. Huh? Oh, on a Fiat platform. I saw. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, it was on cars a bit. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, platform. not the sales platform, but the car platform. If the consumer car, look up the consumer cars. 
guys, if you haven't seen it. If the consumer you know, car were built on this platform, it would have been much more interesting. For six months, we've understood each other. That was really the first time where I was like, oh, wait, that's not what he said. What is he talking about? Yeah, uh, look, nobody coffee. understands us, so it's yeah. all good. Uh, again, once again, if we haven't said it before, we'll say it like, again. Don't listen about? to us. It we don't know what we're talking absolutely about. Absolutely on cars and pins. He's losing yeah, his mind. I'm like, oh, I lost my mind. No, it would have been cool if it was a Fiat. It certainly exhaust would have sounded good. These yeah. things do have a little growl. Uh, I commend Fiat for that and little else. Um, but anyway, they so sold you a gave lot a number. You gave nine a number. Grand, nine nine grand. grand. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. gonna go 89. I'm just gonna go right there. It's not <laughs> getting any more. It's a chicken chicken s bid on my part. Uh, I'm guarding myself in case there's a couple of yeah. goofballs that want all these mods. But Connecticut Somebody. and this, this is so many things add up to not to. And yeah. cars and bids, the reason why, really, the reason why I brought up the consumer car uh, was because that's the first time we've seen in a long time a late stage rally oh. on uh, bids at the end of the auction. A lot of times, cars 300%. and bids. Yeah, I mean, most of the time on cars and bids, the last bid will be the night before the auction closes. You, or maybe true. you'll get two or three that's, bids at the end. But this, true. Every you know, once in a while, yeah. you and I guess that it won't get another bid or it'll get one more bid, and we're not wrong. Yeah. But the consumer car went from ten grand to almost forty grand. That's a huge, huge late stage. Uh, yeah. and probably the best one he's ever had as far as percentage points. So yeah, uh, anyways. For sure. So there you go, 8,900 JP, we got you. Uh, let's compare this car to another Italian one. Let's jump right. over to bring a trailer. Another no reserve auction. This time we're looking at a 1977 Auto Bianchi hmm. A112 Abarth. Um, by all accounts, this is the grandfather of this car. Although it's not a Fiat 500, Auto Bianchi was basically using a shrunken Fiat 128 platform, which is to say it's a small front engine, front wheel drive, at least I think it's front-wheel drive. I'm pretty sure it's front-wheel drive. Um, and then like a four-speed manual. Believe it or not, in Europe, JP, these cars were all over the place. If you had a job in the city and you had to drive in from the suburbs, this was the car that you would park on the streets of Milan or the streets of Paris. Uh, Fiat, or I should say Auto Bianchi, sold 1.2 million of these things over a decade and a half. Um, but by all accounts, the Abarth was the fun one. Uh, what the Abarth did... Uh, is use a larger 982cc engine. So we're talking one liter here, JP. Uh, the car only weighs 700 kilograms. That's 1,500 pounds to you and me in America. Uh, and a blasted out 70 horsepower motor. <laughs> um, so the engineers went to work and that was the result. <laughs> but by all accounts, these cars are really uh, kind of lively and fun to drive because they're so lightweight. Um, since it's front wheel drive, the steering it probably feels pretty direct because there's there's no assist. There's no nothing. Um, you, you know, you can move around in the seat. And the car is squishing on its tires and suspension. Um, the exhaust will be tuned, so it'll have a little putt-putt. Check out those magnesium 13-inch Campagnolo wheels. Those little 13s are probably worth 12 grand JP, uh, <laughs> and they're gorgeous. They're the same kind of wheels that came on a Dino when the Dino was ordered with chairs and flares. Uh, those hmm. are the same design, the Campagnolos. Uh, anyways, you rarely see them in this country. I don't even think these cars were legally brought in. Um, uh, back in period. So an auto Bianchi on our shores is an import uh, of some magnitude. Uh, this car is uh, offered out of Manchester, New Hampshire. It was imported from Italy in 2020, uh, and it has just uh, 80,000 kilometers. Uh, they say true mileage unknown, so it's probably 180,000 kilometers, or it's an actual 80,000 kilometers and it's 50,000 miles. 
Um, it looks really clean. I don't know if it's a reprint or not, but you just don't see them very often. Our car was sitting $11,777 on 23 bids overnight. Uh, it got a few bids, so now it's at 12300 No reserve auction, JP. It's going to sell. Um, an hour and a half to go out of New Hampshire. Uh, take a look at the lines of that thing. I mean, is that – like if you're a fan of the GTI – even yeah. if you don't like it because it's a Fiat, it does. It's a. I think it's a handsome little car, but like a GTI parked next to this thing, and this thing will look like it's two thirds scale. I cannot stress to you how small this car is. Um, these cars were so popular in the big European cities for their economy and economy of a of a miniature scale. They literally they're a whole genre of Italian micro cars, and this is one of the cooler ones from that early seventies period. So, what do you think of this thing? Yay or nay? Uh, admittedly, I don't know a lot about them, but wow, this thing looks clean. Uh, I mean, it looks immaculate. That's not a repaint. Um, yeah. Unbelievably nice condition. I mean, the carpet, it, this thing wasn't restored. I mean, I don't think so. Uh, if it's, if it's, oh, it's 40,000 kilometers. I wrote the wrong thing down. It's 40,000 kilometers, 25,000 miles. So it could be 140,000 miles and then they repainted yeah. it. Or it could be just one that's never been used. And it's true mileage unknown because they can't verify yeah. records coming from Europe into America, which I don't know. It just looks like it's in outstanding condition. Yeah. I, I call any car of this era in this good a condition is just like amazing to see. And, and it's a marvel to look at. It's just wonderful to see something this nice that's this old. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know what it's like to drive, but it sure looks like it's fun. It's Italian. It has the Abarth badge on it. Uh, you know, yeah. this is going to just be a rip. Who cares if it's, yeah. you know, not as fast as Phil in the blank this yeah. is definitely the kind of car that belays its horsepower to weight i mean you just get in there and you're like okay it only has 70 horsepower but dang i'm right. having more fun than a car that has 200 or 300 horsepower so right. yeah i i love this don't know about them never never, never driven one but I, I this just looks like a great time um yeah. it, it, you're telling me the wheels are worth 12 grand and the car is only uh, sitting at 12 grand where's this gonna yeah, land I mean, those, can you buy this wheels and get the car for free yeah, pretty much. And that steering wheel is worth some money, too. I think that's a Momo steering wheel that was cut for Abarth. I mean, take a look at it. It's, yeah, it's, like, a, it's like a two-pronged, uh, you know, prototypo or indie uh, from back in period with a thick grip and a small diameter. That fits on your Momo adapter for sure. I think Momo actually made the wheel. Um, it looks like the motor was rebuilt. So I'm guessing this car was restored and it probably has 140,000 kilometers. Uh, but who cares? That's still yeah. not that much. I, I think this is still a neat value. So anyways, JP, our car is not going to break 20 grand. I just don't think they're going to find an audience, but it's going to come close. So I'm going to say $17,000. Yeah, I mean, this is a pure guess. I have no idea. I've never seen one of these for sale before. I don't know if I've ever actually seen one. If I have, I didn't notice it, um, yeah. and, you know, and I should have. But uh, here's a little video of someone driving around. This looks like a, oh, that just looks like a good time. Come on. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to do that? This is, you know, I'm going to commend the seller for some decent pictures. Nothing great, but decent. And this is a great driving video. This is exactly what yeah. you want to see from a driving video. I want to be in that seat right now. I don't know. Does the heat work in these things? You know, if you're in an yeah. old Volkswagen Beetle, the heat doesn't work for crap. Uh, this car? Yeah. <clears throat> the heat will work because it's not air-cooled. It's It should work, but I doubt there's any AC uh, on the car at all. And if it does, it doesn't work. I'm for, it, this, is a, this is a little sports car. 
Well, you, you almost never expect AC from this era to work, but you know, right. at least if you got some heat, uh, you can drive around on this road where it's snowing out. You can drive in the wintertime. This guy, man, this guy looks like he's just having a good time. He's not breaking any speed limits. Maybe he is. I don't know, but he's just, that just looks like fun. An old mountain road uh, with, you know, during the wintertime. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I just want to be there and say, hey, you're talking to you. Look at that. I have no idea what the heck that thing's worth, uh, but I don't know. You said 17. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm going to – where's it at now? It's you at 12-3. Uh, it's at 12-3. 12-3. I'm going to bet the under on this and just – I'm going to go 15. I think it has, okay. you know, gets another 3000 bucks, and maybe it doesn't sell. That seems like too low it's a no money. Reserve. It's no reserve. Oh, it's no reserve. it's no reserve? Okay. Well, man, somebody's going to get it. This is a neat car. See, yeah. I, this, this is where romanticism sells. This is where it's possible for someone who, like, I'm sitting here going, all right, maybe if I wanted a car like this, or, you know, I'm looking for something kitschy and interesting and neat, but I don't really know what I want. I see a video like this and I go, hmm, maybe 15 grand. Maybe that's something I will buy. Super uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's move on. All right, JP. Let's jump back over to Cars and Biz. All right. We've got a 1983 Porsche 944, no reserve auction. 63,000 miles, true mileage unknown. But JP, all that glitters is not gold. Mm. Uh, this car has an engine swap from an 85 944. So they took the motor and the gearbox and put them in this car. Uh, the true mileage is unknown. The odometer is currently broken. Uh, so there are so many guesses on this one. You're not really buying a car or investing in the value of an 83 944. You are just buying either a parts car or a machine for the sum of its parts. And that's it here, because there are too many questions that cannot be answered on this particular auction platform. So, uh, offered out of Fairfield, Connecticut, with two hours to go, your guess on the miles and your guess on the drivetrain, it's crazy. What is a 944 parts car worth? Man, uh, yeah, I'm just this car just makes me angry. Uh, not because of the car, but because of the ad. I mean, it doesn't even look like it's clean. I mean, I get it. It's New Jersey. Uh, it's snowing and all that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. But you're putting your car on a national uh, auto enthusiast auction site. Pay somebody a hundred bucks to come and give it a solid wash, so you don't have like water streaks. Right. Maybe it was washed, but because it's black and because they got hard water, it just stained it all over the place. I mean, this just this car doesn't deserve to be up on a platform at all for sale at all this is one of those situations where cars and bids needs to say no dude yeah we're not taking this car the car is great we'll sell the car for you but not until you go and take some decent pictures these are not acceptable because it brings everything else on our platform down what are you doing doug demuro i agree with you Uh, jp this car looks like either a craigslist ad or an ebay ad ebay would run this but a no reserve auction on cars and bids and and it's the hood is filthy it looks like it's got water spots all over it it's just a mess yeah sorry i'm trying to show you guys pictures but it just seems like i don't know if it's the platform or internet connection or something like that but the pictures are just not coming through uh you know and it's got the newer wheels which okay i mean even your even your his license plate it's crooked Straight right, out your right. license plate. Make it look like you give at least two S's about this car. It just looks like they're like, well, whatever. It's a cheap Porsche. I'm going to just throw it out there. Well, I mean, just screw you, dude. You, I mean, you just don't deserve <laughs> to sell your car. I'm just so angry at this guy. And yeah. Doug DeMiro for letting this car even be on your platform. You, you're, uh, Doug DeMiro, yeah. your platform is better than this. Doug DeMiro, yep. 
get someone out there with that does some quality control. I know you guys need yeah. cars. I know you're trying to compete with BAT, but do it by by having some quality on here, man. What yeah, the heck? That's it's it's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. So, uh, JP, this car was under. 4,000 last night. It's got a couple bids overnight. So with just over two hours to go at a Fairfield, Connecticut, this car is sitting at $4,012 on 19 bids. It's a no reserve auction. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to sell. You're looking at, um, you know, the car itself, the phone dial wheels, the prototypal steering wheel. I'm trying to build value for this guy. Maybe a yeah. half a tank of gas. That's worth 50 bucks. I don't know. What do you think, man? <laughs> for some reason, I can't get the uh, I can't get the interior pictures to to work. Um, so I don't know it, if the, the dashboard is cracked up or not. Interior toast. Is it, it is. Yeah. yeah every, oh, it's a mess. The car this is thing's a, mess. a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It has two accidents on and a crack dash. And it's a no reserve auction. It was actually at 3,200 last night on 13 bids. So it's got a lot of action overnight. I said $4,500. I'm going to stick to my bid, although it looks like it's poised to break $5,000. I'm going to leave my my guess at $4,500. Where are you at, JP? Yeah, that's a solid bid because it. De- I mean, this car doesn't deserve another dime. Nope. Uh, but I'm going to say 49 because it is a 944 okay. at the end of the day. It does have some parts that maybe someone could strip off of it. Um, right. Dude. Bad juju for you for bringing this car for sale like this. It wouldn't have taken anything to make it a little nicer. Just a little nicer uh, with some decent photos would have brought you probably thousands more. Thousands, dude. You're leaving thousands on the table. Yeah. You could probably yeah. get seven or eight thousand dollars for this. I was car thinking to say seventy five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. spent a hundred dollars on watching it and another hundred dollars with someone other than a you know <laughs> cra- crappy iPhone, uh, iPhone eight to take pictures. I mean, ugh. yeah. You deserve to lose. Sorry. Uh, all right. What's the next car? <laughs> all right. So, JP, this is actually a car I know well. Let's jump over to bring a trailer for a minute. This is a 1970 Porsche mm. 914.6 3.2-liter motor in this car oh, offered out of Oceanside, California. Now, picture this. Uh, we did some big event here, and uh, you had Matt Whitesell visiting Dur Studio. I met, you introduced me to Matt. Matt came and visited me at uh, the dealership, wanted to see a 914.6 that we had for sale because he knows quite a few, like a large percentage of the cars in this country. Uh, and so, you know, we became friends. We went to lunch and then he called me a week or two later and he said, Michael, I know you want a GT and there's one for sale in San Diego by this guy named John. And he goes, it looks like, a, it, you know, somebody showed me this car and it looks like a really nice one. You should go check it out. So the guy, John, that owned this car for years and years, JP, the one who raced it and essentially put this car together, was selling the car a couple of years ago. And over the weekend of my bachelor party in September of 2019, (laughs) I took a day away from my bachelor party (laughs) and went to this guy, John's house, and spent about an hour with him with two or three of my friends from the party. You are a nerd. You are a true nerd. There it is. Went and test drove this car on the on the prospect of buying it he was asking like 125,000 130,000 I think he was softening up for me at about 120 115 maybe something like that I really don't remember um what I found was a really cool car a car that had truly been campaigned uh in vintage racing and for my taste was just like just one step too far away from a road car like this was such a hard like firm racing car that it was almost too much for me like like do i really want to spend six figures on a car that like esther won't enjoy driving around in the passenger seat with because it's so stiff and i don't want to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a car that's not just 
absolutely turnkey, not on an i14. I can just build the car I want for a lot less money. So I walked away, but not before I had driven the car, was totally impressed with what it was, um, had met John and learned a little bit about the vehicle. So this is original 914.6 that in period back in the early 70s had been modified to GT flares and for most of its life has campaigned as a 914.6 GT. To that end, it has been recognized and has campaigned at three different Rensport reunions. This car has been accepted and been on track at Rensport reunion as a 914.6 GT. And when John campaigned it, he used uh, one of those magnesium block um, you know, two point something liter motors that was bored out to 2.7. He was not including that engine, which is probably a $45,000 motor. That is not part of the sale. He said, when I sell it, I'll throw this 3.2 liter in there, which mm. he did. And now Shaughnessy has the car and Shaughnessy, old man Tom Shaughnessy is retiring and he's selling everything from his collection including John's old car. And, and by all accounts, since I drove it with John in September of 2019, Shaughnessy's only had it for a year. Uh, so here we go. Now John's car is up for sale and it comes with this caveat that it's a really cool car that's recognized as a 914.6 GT and could get you into vintage racing, but they probably won't accept it with that motor. So wherever this car is going to land with that motor, if you really want to go back and campaign it the way that the owner did, you'd have to source a period correct motor in order for the governing bodies uh, to accept it as an entry. So this car comes with a huge asterisk, uh, but it's a tremendous value uh, because I, I'm guessing that this car is probably not going to break 100 grand, that O'Shaughnessy is going to dump it. Um, and I'm guessing that the value of this thing is going to come in somewhere in the 80s. So if it comes in at the 80s and you spend $35,000, $40,000 on the correct motor and you put it in there, then you're back at that original value of about $120,000, $125,000 for a car that would get you into Rensport Reunion um, and is well known in California circles. So a very neat auction platform, uh, a very neat auction lot, um, some cool things, dual carburetors. It's got a 915 gearbox. Um, it has, uh, I think, a magnesium differential that's on there, uh, if, if such a thing exists. Um, an RSR flywheel. Uh, the bodywork is all done period correct. Uh, second set of wheels, modified suspension, um, aluminum engine case. Uh, so he comes with a two-liter aluminum engine case. So that could be the basis for the motor, but you'd have to build it, and that would still cost you thirty grand. Uh, so anyways... It, it, most of it is all there, a really neat car. I wanted it really badly, but it's just it, it's really hardcore if it's going to be a street car. Uh, it really is meant to continue racing, and you'd have to spend some money on it to get it there. So there you go, JP. Does that? I'm sure you've never seen a Dolphin Gray Metallic 914.6 GT. Isn't that a really attractive car? I, I love that thing, but it's just just too hardcore for me. Why in the hell would you want to change the engine? It's got a 3.2 in there. Who cares what race they let you into? I would rather <laughs> drive the way it is. A 3.2914.6. That has got to yeah. be unbelievably fun. And I don't know. So the one thing that just struck me immediately when I first saw this car was uh -huh. this little yellow wheel accent on the, Fuchs, the, the yeah. inlet on all on the Fuchs. And not all of them, just the one. It just looks so nope, cool. They all have them. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, uh, just one, one, one spoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every wheel has it. And if you look in the engine compartment, JT, this car was originally orange and somebody repainted it this dark gray metallic. Yeah. So that exterior orange ta uh, thing is obviously a little nod to the car's original color, which I think is kind of cool. But what I don't think is cool is if you're going to do a color change, 
paint the whole car uh, again. But if you're racing, you don't spend the money on it. You spend yeah. the money on other stuff that make it go fast and paint. Sorry, doesn't make it go fast. Stickers make it go fast. Mm, that's true. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, really neat car, JP. But it's hard, even though the like the roll bar is is uh, modular. You can take the side intrusion beams out, and it'd be a little easier to get in and out of this car. But picture my barrel-chested, two hundred plus pound ass climbing over a side roll bar and into a deep bucket seat under the steering wheel. I mean, it takes me five minutes to get in and out of this car. You're going to get some comments from uh, Matthew Weitzel, who has us both beat on the uh, on the chest uh, diameter Matt, situation. Yeah. Um, Matt, and I, he climbs in into one of these, no problem. So he's right. not bitching. Why are you? This car is Matt, fantastic. Matt can bitch me out. And yeah. Listen, if this, whatever this car sells for today, yeah. I was looking at it as it sits uh, for 125. So this car is mm-hmm. probably going to sell for, uh, let's say 80 or $85,000 or something today. Well, I'm what's your number? Sad. Where's it going to land? I was, I'll be sad when it goes. Um, I wrote, what did I put? Um, I put $59,000, but it's gotten a little action overnight. It's at 50 grand now. So yeah, that, that bid doesn't work. I put 59. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say 80 grand. I think it's going to bring some good money here. There's a lot of people that know the card that are looking at it in the comments. And I think the audience is there. So I think it's going to sell. It's going to, it might go 85, but I'm going to say 80 grand. And, uh, yeah. and it's a huge value at that number. Huge. Yeah. Uh, with a three, two, it's a, it's a genuine nine, 14, six. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go, what'd you say? What number? 80 grand, 80, 80 grand. grand. I'm going 85. I'm going to give All a little right, bit of a spread there. Guess. I yeah. think and then with sky on this thing, I mean, this is just kind of yeah. like the ultimate nine fourteen with a three, two. That's just freaking awesome. How much yeah. would a, uh, how much would the correct engine, uh, size be, you know, another 20 grand or something like that. I mean, yeah. fine. You, sw- you have that sitting on a bench somewhere and, uh, you yeah. drive it the way it is. This thing, whew, man. And the fact that you could drive this on the track, I mean, obviously this is not a car that you're going to commute anywhere in. So, um, you know, imagine, take it, imagine huh? when Todd does a, a track day at spring mountain and oh you show God. up in this yeah. car, you would, yeah. you would surprise a lot of people because that car handles like yeah. crazy. It's a really good car. Or if Luft cold ever comes back to the West coast or, yeah. you know, we do a, you, we do a Phoenix club weekend or whatever, and you want to go drive the crest, this car would just be ultimate. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll right, build one go. eventually. Yeah, we'll build one eventually. All right, JP. And the complete opposite <laughs> end of the automotive spectrum. Uh, uh, this is a Polnick pick. People, you you must know the show by now. I did not pick this car. This is JP <laughs> all over it. A car that only somebody that lived next door to Bigfoot would appreciate. A 1995 GeoTracker LSI 4x4, I might add, which is the up model because it is a 4x. Uh, a few modifications on our car, which is offered out of Dallas, Oregon, uh, sitting on 95,000 miles. Um, a Snowmaster tow bar. It's got a trailer hitch. The 15-inch aluminum wheels are aftermarket. Uh, and I think the thing that really makes it here is the 2-inch suspension lift kit. Um, and then that's basically it. It's got a CB radio. I mean, this car is Radwood for sure but it really only appeals to a few people uh jp i have zero interest in this car but you lost me at the three-speed automatic right out of the gate like the hell with it uh this car would have to be a manual for me to even consider driving it around the block uh 1.6 liter inline four all-wheel drive um geez with the lift kit it really does look like it could go anywhere 
uh, and the graphics that the teal and purple graphics are hilariously period correct. Uh, I think you would turn some heads at Radwood uh, and you might turn some heads at your favorite car and coffee. Uh, but I will not be looking at this car longingly. I have zero interest in the geo tracker with the Suzuki derived motor. Um, this is two bad ideas to make it even worse one JP. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this thing's a hunk of crap, um, but it's a, it's in a, it's in wonderful condition. It though. is. It really you is. know, and it's for some reason I, you know, we, I live in Vegas and uh, if you drive around the desert Southwest and you've ever seen a, an RV driving around and they've got a car towed behind it. Uh, this is one of the most common things that you will see being towed right. behind the RVs. It's a, either a Suzuki Swift which is yep. what this is, or the Geo Tracker, the same car. Um, yep. Usually they're convertibles, and this one is a hardtop. And you know right. what? Looking at this video, uh, this not I, I just glancing at this I thought it was in good condition but now I'm going wow this thing is in really nice condition really and, nice and, and with the hard top you know everybody knows me I'm a cabrio guy I love tops going down uh, yeah. but the hard tops on these have really big stadium style windows there's just tons of visibility out of this thing right. more so than the convertible because with the convertible you've got all the folding flaps and everything when the top is down it's sitting really high in the back so it actually gives you kind of these gnarly blind spots uh, whereas this car has glass all over the place and you can fold those rear seats down this really would be kind of the perfect just put put around you know four-wheel drive thing you're not going off-road really in this you you might go down a fire trail or something like that nobody's trying to climb over rocks i mean those are pretty much street tires on those period correct uh what are those inkies or something um but you know this is this is a terrible yet good little cheap econo totally. box four by four thing that uh i'm actually kind of liking now that i'm looking at this video yeah. i kind of hated they, it before but now i'm like hmm, this J be jp the consigner rebuilt the transmission for you last year so at oh, 93 000 nice. yeah. miles they rebuilt the gearbox um and i'd say those tires are better than street tires those tires look like they would work around in the loose gravel and stuff sure. they are yeah, why pretty not? aggressive and the wheels are totally period correct they look like something you would have seen in a grand auto in 1995 yeah, yeah. um uh, again, a no reserve auction, JP. This thing's got 13 bids, an hour to go. It's at $5,100, which I'm sure is over. No, I said $5,900 last night, but it's really clean. I wouldn't be surprised if it brought $6,500, but I'm going to stick to my original guess of $5,900 for the Geo Tracker 4x4. 4x4. I mean, honestly, yeah. why even call it a 4x4? What is that thing on the front? Is this? Ha did they tow this thing? Because uh, if know. it was towed by an RV, this makes it even... I mean, because that's really who's going to buy it. So it's already ready yeah. to go there. That's great. Um I think the, I always thought the original the grills were black on these things. These were all over the place in in Seattle. These were everywhere. Um, mostly oh, mostly convertibles. I mean, again, they're nothing great. But sorry, guys, the pictures are just not cooperating here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say you said uh, 59. Uh, I'm gonna go the over. I'm gonna say 65. Ooh. I think this thing finds some money. Uh -huh. Um, I don't know. It's just weird enough. And it just, yeah, it looks like a, it looks like one of those solo cups from the era, right? I mean, it just looks it does, like a, yeah. you know, like a Dixie cup with the graphics on it. Um, terrible, but it, awful and awesome at the same time. How is that it, possible? You know, it, it could bring $7,000 if it's on rad for sale. If rad really yeah, builds yeah. up to where we think they're going to be uh, a year from now, this car could bring big money on rad for sale. So I'm probably knows? nuts given that this is cars and bids. If this were BAT or rad for sale, uh, this could definitely yeah. 
definitely could and should bring more money. Um, but uh, all right, well, cool. There it is, guys. Uh, that was the That's last show of the day, right? That's a show. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and if you're uh, nerding out with us, if you uh, let us know the cars that you want us to talk about. Yes, I picked the Geo Tracker, not because I love <laughs> Geo Trackers, uh, but because I do think it's interesting. And we nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast platforms. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's Geo Trackers, sometimes it's uh, Ferraris, sometimes who the heck knows? Auto uh, Bianchi. Auto <laughs> Yeah. Um, so make sure you subscribe and like and hit the notification buttons and join us every Monday through Friday uh, at the nine o'clock hour. We do this live, man, live. We're here for you to nerd out every day on all these cars and cars and bids. Bring a trailer, P car market, rad for sale, Hemmings, whoever the heck else decides to get a auction site between now and tomorrow. We'll cover the interesting cars on those platforms. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Michael Deeb, anything else you want to say before you get in the car and drive out to Vegas? <laughs> no, that's it, man. I'll see you soon, buddy. Uh, car- yeah, uh- Cars and Cafe at the Good Wolf this weekend. This Sunday, Cars and Cafe. And if you're in the Las Vegas area, make sure you join us Sunday morning uh, for a monthly car show that uh, pretty much focused around old Porsches. But it's pretty much all kinds of old European cars. And all your friends are hanging out at a great store called the Good Wolf. They've got yep. uh, all kinds of cool brands like Deus Machina and that kind of stuff. So uh, come hang out, have a cup of coffee, meet uh, the bid nerds. We'll both be there, uh, we'll, as well as a bunch of cool cars. Uh, probably be some guys' customs bracelets out there uh who knows what we're gonna do it's gonna be a great weekend we look forward to seeing you and make sure you come back tomorrow for another episode of bid nerds see you tomorrow guys Nerd!